Hi, Greg. Thank you for joining hey. our uh, Fireside Chat series. We, uh, we really appreciate having you on. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. How about you? Good, good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're always enjoying it out here in Vancouver. Um, where's home for you? You think you're in, in Minnesota? Yeah, Minneapolis, just north of, uh, of the Twin Cities. So, yep. Yeah, so we have very similar seasons, although I hear you guys have far, far better weather. So, yeah, I look yeah. forward to a visit to Vancouver soon enough. We'll have to, we'll have, to have you out here. Did, um, did you get anywhere this summer? Did you go anywhere fun? Uh, yeah, a few places, uh, a few of which were fun. Uh, Austin um, for the Big Commerce Partner Summit. That was fun. I'd never been to Austin, been all around the world, never been to Austin somehow. I don't know. Um, there were other places. I We went to Louisville uh, for another conference, but I drugged the whole family for that one. So that was great, I think, maybe. Um, yeah, there, there have been a few a few trips here and there. So yeah, a little bit of travel, but not crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Great, great cities for sure. Well, let's, uh, let's jump right into it. So just for, uh, yeah. for the audience, do you mind just giving uh, us some background on, on who you are and, and your experience and, and kind of call it web two, but also in, in web three? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been doing, uh, so my career started out as doing kind of corporate IT, uh, internal corporate IT infrastructure. And I spent uh, the better part of 20 years, uh, maybe 18 years doing that. Um, and then a, as part of kind of exiting corporate, the, the corporate world and starting my own, my own things, uh, I guess 2013, 2014-ish, um, started, ended up starting a, a, a business selling things online. And I'm lazy. I'm extraordinarily lazy. So, uh, which most people are like, you're not lazy. Somebody actually said that I'm strategically lazy, which I love that. Um, so I'm strategically lazy, started writing software out of laziness, which is the weirdest thing ever, and then realized that we're kind of good at this. And so then ended up building a team because, again, I'm lazy. I didn't want to do all the work myself. Uh, built a great team around me to to do the heavy lift. And yeah, and now 413 Group, which is was kind of the the seed that eventually grew into what we have today. Uh, we have about forty employees, um, most of which are in the Philippines, and uh, yeah, we do e-commerce. Uh, I would say Web two point five. I, I always hesitate to say Web three because uh, the people who know what that means know that we're not doing Web three, and the people who don't know what that means, it probably feels a little bit like a scammy sort of thing so i'm yeah we do mostly web uh mostly e-commerce solid web 2 and then we do uh yeah some web 2.5 stuff as well well cool. I, I love it i love the term uh web 2.5 and i've heard that term before but the strategically lazy i, I really like that so I, I might have to borrow that <laughs> from you, you but you really have to be committed to it you have to be committed to being lazy <laughs> yeah there you go it's not a, it's not a tough sell um, and and, and your, your agency, I know that you work with several retail brands and uh, one yeah. that we're working together with on, on getting yeah. an NFT yeah. program going. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. How, how do you work with the, with these retailers and these brands and, and, and kind of what, what's the, the, the engagement look like there? Yeah. So a vast majority of our, uh, of our engagements have to do with big commerce and Acumatica. Those are kind of our two big core partners, Acumatica on the ERP side, big commerce on the 
uh, SaaS commerce platform. Um, we so most of the work that we do, uh, we kind of started out as a custom software development shop. We ended up doing a lot of uh, integration work because it it plays well in that space. And then we've really just expanded to be not quite a full service digital agency. Um, if you want, uh, you know, if you want branding and stuff like that, they're definitely better people than us uh, at that game. But we do most of the commerce agency sort of uh, sort of work, and we do that for uh, companies like Saddleback uh, Saddleback Leather that we uh, that we collectively work with. So yeah, that's that's what we do, and we have, I mean, D to C, B to B. I mean, it crosses the gambit from uh, small shops to three million uh, a, a year annual revenue, all the way up to uh, you know hundreds of millions of dollars in annual revenue. So yeah across the board. Perfect. This is really great. You know, um, I think our audience is mostly brands that are looking at this space and, and they're relatively new to it. So having your perspective yeah. as kind of an agency partner who kind of understands both sides, I think will be really, really, really helpful. Um, just a question for you, Greg, so, and, and maybe if you could answer it two ways. Um, one, what's your perspective and view on blockchain? And and then the, sec- the second part of that is what are your clients how do they generally view blockchain and, and where are they at in terms of their adoption or, or education <clears throat> curve? Yeah. Yeah. So my views on blockchain, how much time do we have? No, I'm kidding. Um, so I think the unfortunate part of blockchain is it's incredibly powerful technology that has, you know, underpinning all sorts of fascinating incarnations cryptocurrency, NFTs, the list is huge. But the challenge is that blockchain has largely been commercialized in the context of crypto and NFTs, which by itself isn't a terrible thing. But you have the people who've come in to kind of try to make something out of nothing in that space or, you know, get rich quick, whatever it happens to be. And I think it's mired the kind of that underlying technology. And so um so I'm I I have been and remain to be and I can't see not staying bullish on blockchain as an as the underlying underpinning technology. Um I am I am and continue to be bullish on NFTs. Uh crypto used judiciously, used appropriately, totally bullish on. Um I think there's there are a lot of people doing a lot of questionable stuff. Just, I mean, that's the world we live in, um, and so those are the things that have me concerned. And so, my view, uh, working with our clients, is really helping them demystify when they see crypto, when they see NFTs, when they see blockchain. It's easy to, you know, I I knew uh, that NFTs were headed to a weird place when Jimmy Fallon was talking about having bought a board ape. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen next. But that to me was, I'm like, Oh, it's becoming commercialized. People are trying to, you know, commercialize it in a way that I don't think really truly speaks to the spirit of the underlying technology. And so I'm excited about what it will really do. And our, our hope is to, along the way, which is why we've loved working with you guys, 
to demystify, like, what is this really, what can it really do? This isn't about, um, <laughs> this isn't about Saddleback, for example, having a, uh, they have a giant, uh, I think it's Sasquatch. They have a giant, uh, like leather, I have to find a picture so you can post it along with it because people will be confused by this, but they have a giant leather creature in their lobby. Um, and I think it's, I think it's Sasquatch. It has a name, but so this isn't about creating the, you know, board Sasquatch and then trying to sell it to pe- people who, this is about creating, creating a, a, an NFT, uh, you know, call it whatever you want to, that has that has innate value and that has innate utility beyond, uh, you know, a digital photo that people don't really understand what it means anyway. And so, to me, that's the the true value of NFTs and even crypto to some extent. Um, that's the real value because it's it's complex stuff. It's really yeah. really complex. Like blockchain, fundamentally. It, it it's complex. I think you're you're absolutely right, and um, it's such an interesting point in time we find ourselves at, right? And uh, I, I think when you do the research, the technology is extremely powerful, and and it, it can provide a lot of new things and new experiences. I think the challenge right now is, is really around education, and then also making sure that you know what also needs to happen is I'd say two more things need to happen actually. So you need to have education, and then you need to have um, utility come to life. I think once people see how these NFTs can provide utility and you can actually, you know, love your NFT more than just the image that you're looking at because of the utility you're getting. Right. And I also right. think uh, folks on, on both of our sides here need to make it really easy because consumers, like, they enjoy really simple processes and experiences. And that's our jobs to turn this complex technology into something that's that's really simple. Um, what, what do you think, Greg? I mean, do, do you, what, what, what gets adoption to grow is it um did you agree with me on those three points or or, 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 or yeah or am i missing no i i think so and and we've we've had a ton of conversations with people so if you think of if you think of web3 from its purest sense so first i have to have a crypto wallet not a lot of people have crypto wallets two i have to actually have currency, some sort of currency in there. Three, I have to have (laughs) the thing that I want to buy has to be purchasable on the chain that I, that I have currency. Like it, we lose most people at, do you have a wallet? And so the conversations I've had is like, it has to be credit card. Like you have to you have to build the the blockchain underpinnings as a feature that will be valuable in 10 years and make all the rest of it feel like today. So I buy a thing, I have this thing, it has the utility of a thing that I know and understand today, which is why we've, and, and we're talking very uh, in, in detailed aspects about where Saddleback ultimately wants to go with their NFT offering of it being kind of a membership sort of program, which resonates so much with their brand. It's, it, again, it's not a board Sasquatch. It's a, like, it has innate utility, but it can't be like, go create a crypto wallet, go buy some obscure coin. How do you do that? 
well, that's hard too. You know, we, we can't have users dealing with the on-ramp, off-ramp of, you know, fiat to crypto like that. It can't be, which is why like every time I, we've had conversations, it's, it's like, ah, oh, thankfully you, you understand, you understand that these are the things that people are, are going to like the moment you say, go download this wallet. They're like, I didn't want it that bad. I'm out. I'll try. I'll totally. You know? So I do. It's I one thing you, you completely nailed it. Yeah, it's it's one thing, and and like you have to do this. We have to make it extremely useful, and people have to love their NFT. But it also needs to be accessible and easy for folks to you know purchase it or receive it. Um, and, and the work that we're doing here, we find like the most innovative work, innovative work that we're doing is all around simplicity, right? So we're so excited when we create a feature that makes it more accessible and easier for people to interact with. You know, and sometimes we get some kind of like you know, shoulder shrugs from folks that are maybe a bit more Web3 oriented. Um, but this whole Web3 space doesn't get um, exciting until there's more people. And, and our whole mission is around bringing more people to the space um, and helping yep. brands like Saddleback create really great experiences. Um, I think that the, I think there's wide consensus there once once people think about it. Um, but the, so then kind of on the utility piece, um, maybe we can dig a little bit deeper there. Um, we have a bunch yeah. of views on what types of utility brands should offer and that type of th those types of things. But just curious on your end, wh what are some utility aspects or additions to NFTs that you think would be interesting and, and make them more desirable? You know, there's uh, so the I, I've seen and heard so many different things where I'm like, that's cool. That would be awesome. I think when you but they're like they require more infrastructure and they require more you know, integrations and things like that. But when you think of like the core, core purpose of an NFT, it's really to be able to say, I am a member of this thing. And, and because I'm a member, I have, I, there is utility afforded to me. I have certain rights and privileges and those rights and privileges from my standpoint, when I think of it in the context of e-commerce, it's, do I get a discount on things? Do I get a free thing? Do I get uh, do I get access to things that I wouldn't get access to otherwise? Um, and and the the beauty of it is if you can, especially if you have a brand founder. So Saddleback, for those of you who don't know, uh, Dave Munson, Dave and Suzette Munson, they founded the company. Dave is 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 definitely the uh, he's the, he's the dreamer. He, he is, uh, one of, uh, one of his colleagues has says he's, he's the most, the most creative, the most visionary person they've ever met. And that's legit. That is, he is, he has ideas as the day is long. And, and so when you have someone like that and you, and you unpack the concept of NFT in front of them, it's fun to watch them go, Oh, I want to do this, and oh, I want to do this, and let's do this, and how about that? And they can see abstractly. So you have to have you have to have people who can think about it abstractly. And once you find that right person, they're so on board that it like you we <clears throat> and this is the this is the trouble we have with Dave is we're like, okay, slow down, V one. Let's talk about V one. And which he appreciates and he, he knows, he knows who he is. He's, he understands himself well enough where we don't have to, where he doesn't feel defeated by that. Um, but, 
to me, it's so much about finding that person who really understands abstractly what it is. And then they can help you craft the like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to do this thing to provide our customers utility and value. And, and then it, yeah, then it could be, it could be anything. It's, it's, it's so fun, right? And we get to do this, right? Is, is talk to creative folks that work at brands or run brands and, and kind of unpeel this technology. And the more educated they become, they start becoming like, you know, kids with a paintbrush, right? And it, yes. that's really, really fun to do. Um, and it, at the end of the day, like, you know, I really do feel like offering digital assets, um, offering NFTs is kind of like opening up a brand new product line or a brand, and, and, and like a brand new offering um, and, a, and a completely new way to delight customers and bring in new customers. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I totally get what you're talking about because it, it is really exciting. Um, it's just really just the education bearer. Once you get through the education bearer, you can, if people get there really quickly, um, but it is a big educational bear sometimes. Um, and to get and not everybody, not everybody can get there. Like there have been people and I, I love, uh, I, I'm a fan of Gary Vee. Uh, I love what he says about, he doesn't sell anybody on anything. Like he's not going to try to convince the world that they should do NFTs. He's going to provide all the education that helps them understand, but he's not going to like, he's not going to spend time trying to convince people because realistically they will never get there. They like that convincing yeah, I, I, is I, I, not likely to happen. I love that that quote. I know you're, I I remember him saying that too. Um, I was at an event over the weekend, and someone was like all in on NFTs and said, "Mateus, come come convince this person." And I felt like I felt like, like I said a version of what Gary said. I was like, I don't know if it's my job actually to go convince every non-believer. Um, right. But yeah, right, <laughs> right, yeah, right. And you, and you, honestly, there there are enough people who, with a thirty-minute conversation become believers. And, and to me, it's, I want to work with those people because they get it and they're, you know, or the ones who are like, knock, knock, knock. I heard you do NFT stuff. I want to get in those people. I'm like, we would love to talk, but it's the people who are like, you see, and it, and it breaks my heart every time when I'm like, your brand would be perfect to play in this space and not the board ape board Sasquatch, whatever I'm talking about, like real utility, building real utility for people that you love to serve. And they're like, no, we don't do that. We don't, you know, and, and it's normally like, we're, we don't want to get into crypto. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's not crypto, but I understand. And yeah, but there are those people who just don't want to be educated. Yeah, and, and that, that's okay. I think examples are going to be such a great um, way yes. for, for more people to, to understand and learn about this technology. And so I'm really yeah. excited about what we're doing with Saddleback. And um, I also think, like, you know, the other work, work that we're doing here uh, is just going to help, right? And you know what also I think is going to help, too, is Starbucks. And I, I, I'm sure you would have seen the news mm -hmm. about Starbucks leaping into the space. I actually think that's yeah. such a net positive because they Huge. have such a big reach. and. And, you know, once they start offering NFTs in addition to others, um, it's just going to build that kind of, you know, that, that, that long list of, of examples. And that's how we're going to educate more people. Yeah, just, just curious to your thoughts on, on the Starbucks program and, and, and how you think that rolls out and, and, and where it goes. What I, what I will love is when 
is when I'm, you know, talking to a naysayer who's like, oh, this is stupid. And I'm like, I'm like, do you buy coffee from Starbucks? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, did you, you know, and, and I haven't seen all the details on how the implementation will actually like come to life, but knowing like being a, I love coffee. I'm not a loyal Starbucks person, but like coffee is coffee and coffee is life. And so, uh, so if Starbucks has it and I need it, game on. So I've got my Starbucks, whatever card thing. And as they transition that, like the concept of that into NFTs with, you know, all with actual utility, I can't wait because then I'll be like, do you have a Starbucks card of which, uh, you know, in North America, I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of people do. And especially you take the people that I would be talking to, that number goes up dramatically. So it's 90, 95%. And then I get to say, well, that's an NFT. And they're like, well, wait, what? And so I think it's these sort of things where they see the, they see the longer, you know, it's the, uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky, I think, you know, skating to where the puck is going, not to where it is. And I love watching these brands like Starbucks skating to where it's going and like Saddleback. Like, I mean, all of these brands that are doing it today, the value those NFTs are going to have in 10 years, it's going to be immense. It's going to be immense. It's even, I think it's even better than that. Like, I can't wait for someone, whether they love NFTs or not, um, when they're engaging with Starbucks in a new way and, and, mm-hmm. and something happens and they go, oh, I like that. that's a cool thing that happened to me. And then when they mm-hmm. realize that like, that was that's a an part NFT. of the NFT, that's right. NFT that, that'll be really, um, and it'll just be like, you know, it needs brands like Saddleback, brands like Starbucks, um, you know, like they're well positioned to lead here and, and it's exciting that they are leading and, and, and leading with utility, right? Because y- what you yep. want to do is have the best examples kind of lead ahead. And I, I think that's what we're going to see, yep. uh, which is yeah. really, really exciting. Well, and I think you know, to counter that really quick to counter that the ones that are not leading with utility, they will fade off into nowhere. Like, and whether it's that the brand will fail fundamentally or whether the NFT, you know, initiative will fail because they were, because they didn't understand fundamentally why they were doing what they were doing. And it wasn't about utility. It was about having, you know, the next board ape or whatever. To me, like, I think that's going to be as instructive as the ones who win. Because then you can say, oh, what happened to their NFT drop? Oh, uh, nothing. It's basically worthless. Oh, hmm. Weird. Okay. Well, what was the utility? There wasn't any. It was a picture of a thing. And people go, oh, what were they supposed to do with it? I don't know. So, yeah, I, I think that's where it will be instructive on both sides. Yeah, it'll be really cool. And like, and just like utility, it can be like things that don't even cost the brand anything, right? But you can create these amazing experiences. Um, and so, so, so some examples are like, you know, early access or, or you know, if it's a coffee shop, um, right. why not give your NFT holders, you know, uh, uh, have them try, a, you know, a, a batch of new coffee that you haven't tried, you haven't given out yet, right? right? And you just, or you yet. Or offer, you know, if you're an e-commerce company, offer free shipping or a discount um, right. or access to products that hasn't been released yet. And there's all these really great things that you can do to engage with customers in, in a new way. 
Um, one of the things that we're seeing, and we're really excited about this, is offering NFTs for free. I think a brand issuing an NFT alongside a product they've you know physically sold, so so it, it could be a digital representation of the product, and also as a just a cherry on top, like hey, I I, I got this couch, and now I'm getting an NFT for it. Great, I didn't pay anymore. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on brands issuing? for free we're super bullish on this um and uh yeah like like what, what are your thoughts on that so that's part of um so to bring it back to saddleback so saddleback has people who collect their items um there's a there's a video where a guy has collected every i think it's keychains um every saddleback keychain ever and I mean, it's like hundreds. It's it's crazy. It it was super awesome, and he he knows all of them. Well, what if each of those things, and especially the you know larger things like bags and you know whatever it happens to be, what if it had an NFT that went along with it, and then and then you like you can't physically carry your Saddleback collection with you to like show people, look at all my cool stuff. But if you had a uh, an app that allowed you to display all of your NFTs associated with all the things that you bought, that starts to get interesting. And so that's yeah. definitely some of the conversations we've had. Um, it's not to your point. It, it costs Saddleback basically nothing. I mean, minting an NFT, especially, you know, in, in certain chains, it, in essence free. Um, and the utility, the, the value of that, I think, is significant. And then and then it gets interesting when you say, oh, okay, well, if you have all of these NFTs, what utility does it provide? It's, you know, kind of like, uh, you, you know, you combine all these together and now you're a certain status and then that means you get certain other things. So I think there's, I think there's so much, so much value. It's exciting. Like, like as a customer, I'm excited. It's like I buy products that I, right. you know, love and 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 proud to own yeah. and, and things and you know um getting a digital representation of it alongside it would be awesome and then you know and then you can have the whole like where does it go in the future it'd be great that those nfts poured into different metaverses and all that kind of you know stuff but it doesn't change the fact that hey great i, I love this brand i buy their products and now i'm getting an nft and this is probably my first experience with the nft we I, you know yeah. it, you know through the ethos platform I Add it to Apple Wallet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. Yeah, I, I just think it's such a great way um, just to add to, to, to increase like what you're providing the customer. Anyway, it's like obviously we're biased and, and we think it's like you know super cool. Um, but yeah, just just really wanted to ask your thoughts, like and, and just candidly, like you know, brands are offering NFTs for free. You know, what do you think? And it, it sounds like you know you, Greg, think it's an okay, it's a pretty good idea. But if you, I don't know if you wanted to add any more. Um. I th again, if it's if they're doing it with a strategy, which is part of why, like I've enjoyed working with you guys, um, is there's a bigger strategic component to what you guys to what we're both talking about, which is why we've enjoyed working together because we're not this isn't a well oh, roll out an NFT and then we'll make some money and then everybody high fives and we all leave. It's like no, what what is this? How does this build to a far greater uh, a far greater strategy. And to me, if they're doing it to just to say, we have an NFT, we, you know, we just dropped, you know, however many hundred thousand or, you know, a million tokens to all these people. And you go, 
for like for what why and if they're like and if you and if they have that strategy awesome if they don't it, it again it's going to hit the cutting room floor of the nft landscape totally but what do you think this all goes greg like you know if you think if you fast forward five years ten years um obviously it's gonna be tough to to kind of predict but where, where do you think this goes so it um i do love the so if you if you think of nfts as a way of of basically applying uh a value to something and and kind of so let so the so part of the trouble is it's so complex and people and myself included can't always wrap my head around where it all can go but if i have an nft that's a representation of my home and so therefore whoever has ownership so think of like the title of my home is an nft instead of uh instead of just you know a uh in, instead of a title sitting in a i think it is actually like a physical document in somebody's drawer somewhere that who knows anyway if that was an nft well then how do i how could i how could i access the underlying currency on the basis of that nft in a way that's maybe more liquid maybe more you know so i don't have to then take a loan against my nft and or loan against my house so i can i can kind of play with the liquidity of that equity in a very 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 different way so like i think that's the way out there side but i don't think it's as far out there as uh as as we might think i think the nearer term stuff uh i think it was gary v that talked about the concept of you know i have a a collector's edition uh pair of jordans well gary v would not have jordans but um you know a, a pair of whatever air force ones that are you know super rare whatever whatever well do i really want those in my closet in my house or would i want those in a secure storage facility well i would want them in a secure storage facility but i want to be able to represent them in some way or even like i have a van gogh well i don't want that hanging on my wall maybe i'll get a digital frame and hang that on my wall with a digital representation of it but the real thing is sitting in uh you know secured you know HVAC, like it's climate controlled and fire and, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, then it really changes the game of, well, what do I own and how do I, how do I represent all of those things? And then, oh, if I want to take physical ownership of it, cool. I burn the NFT. Now I have physical ownership of it. If I want to send it back to a secure storage facility, they issue me a new NFT. Like I think things like that, are going to be bananas and especially collectible things um like the process of grading a baseball card magic the gathering whatever it happens to be a trading card the process of grading a trading card inevitably is going to degrade the trading card the trading card over time well what if it's graded once it goes into a vault i have an nft that represents its existence that can be traded you know whatever and just like my house you know, maybe you and I decide to go in on a trading card and you have part equity and I do. And like, it cha it changes the nature of our relationship to physical things in such weird ways. And it's, it's truly, 
like all of that sort of stuff. So many people like they go, they, you know, kind of glaze over and they're like, uh, weird. I don't understand. <laughs> and so I think there's really fascinating stuff. I, I actually think in hindsight, it's going to be obvious, right? Because like I have, you know, shoes at home that you know, I'm a big, you know, Yeezy fan and I have some Yeezys at home and like I have some shoes, but like, n- like no one ever sees them. Right. Like to just sit there and, right. and, and right. that's how you want to show them to people. But I do get questioned like, Hey, do you have these ones? And I'm like, I don't even know. Right. So, so being right. able to like, so if you were like, do- I do, yeah, I, I do, have, I do have that one. Right. So I don't even know. Right. And, um, I, I think, yep. It's going to be obvious uh, in hindsight, and I think that when a brand is offering an NFT alongside their physical product, I don't think they realize right now how much value they're actually providing because it's not really costing them much, right? But but it, but the, but that that isn't reflective of the value. The value is actually quite high, um, and, and it's it's a, it's a relatively easy lift to provide that value. Um, so I, I, it's going to be exciting. I think I think in the future it'll actually be um, in hindsight pretty obvious it's like well of course people wanted a digital representation of the things they love at home Uh, and 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 the funny part is that we haven't even really talked about metaverse at all which uh, truthfully i mean like that's where a lot of this starts to take root but for me i like i never i never talk about metaverse not because i'm not watching and paying attention but but because it's it's so far out there for so many people that they're like, really, I'm going to buy Yeezys to put on my virtual person. And like, they, no, right? you know, they're like, but, that will never happen. You know, and then you know, they do, they will. Yeah, you, know, you know, you get them there, Greg, I think. Um, I think what I often say is like, do you think in the future we'll spend more time or less time in digital environments? And then everyone right. goes, more time more, it's like okay right? well there you go and, and where we spend our time we like to have our things and, and we like to represent ourselves a certain way um so, so yep. of course you're gonna want you know your 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 jordans or your air force ones that, that are there um it's interesting so yep. so just quickly um on the metaverse um how long do you think it takes for it to develop and, and, and uh do you think meta and, and facebook ends up winning that oh man that is a great question <laughs> I, I oh gosh so, huh, so many, so many tangents. So first, I think it's going to be a generational thing. So if you rewind, um, so if you rewind to the, uh, like, we all know those people that, that like looked us all in the eyeballs and said, I will never, ever, ever own a smartphone ever, <laughs> never. And you're like, really? And then, you know, a year or two or 10 or however many years later, they're like, look at all this. And, and you're like, yeah. so maybe you, maybe you wouldn't never, ever, ever after all. And so, th- so there are those people. And then there are the, you know, I will never, ever, ever own cryptocurrency. I will blah, blah, blah. Th- where it gets interesting is, so I have, uh, I have four daughters, 19, 16, 15, 10. My 10 year old, I can assure you, like, so you should see her Roblox character and you should see the fact that she's willing to trade actual US dollar fiat currency for Robux to buy her virtual person clothing. And I'm like, this, like, that was the moment that I said, this will be a generational thing. Yeah. My 19 year old 
the concept of not having a smartphone, that's yeah. like, if I bet if I said you can choose to cut an arm off or to get rid of your smartphone, she'd be like, I didn't need that arm anyway. And like, which is completely insane. But I do think that the, the, the younger generation, the utility they see in all of these devices, it, I mean, it's, it's way higher than older generations. So now apply that to metaverse. It's the same thing. The, the, the concept of I live a majority of my life out in a, in a world that doesn't, that my physical body doesn't exist in, that is not a big leap. And I mean, think about Fortnite skins. I mean, that was probably the craziest one. And where people are like, there's no way. And then of course there was a way. And I played Fortnite enough to know that I don't have the fast twitch uh, muscles and uh, the, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not, I could not be competitive against younger people. It's just it's the way life works. But I felt the pressure of having the newbie skin where everybody's like noob. Cause they like, I felt that I felt the peer pressure. I'm like, I'm a grown ass man. And this 10 year old kid is peer pressuring me to, to go buy a Fortnite skin and it's working. And so it's a, like, these are real world things. And that generation, it, they will not blink. I'm guessing that if, that if given the option of buying new actual physical clothes for school or buying new or new clothes shopping in Fortnite, Roblox, virtual world, whatever, yeah, kids would choose. Kids would probably split that budget, and yeah. some would say, "I don't need new school clothes. No worries." So, and so, does Meta win? I hope not. I, <laughs> I well, don't. I, I think they're trying to amass an arsenal of technology that will lead them down that path, but I, I don't know that. I don't think they, unless they buy some of these properties, because like you and I think of Roblox as a game. It's not a game. My daughter hangs out with her friends there. That's like, it. it's it's not a game. It's it's just not a game. It's not a gaming mm-hmm. platform. It's uh, it's a VR, it's a, it's a metaverse environment. And I haven't seen all the details. Walmart now has Walmart stores within Roblox. And I'm like, <laughs> this is, the craziest thing in the world. I, yeah. It's interesting. It's like, like, I really hope that, you know, none of these current incumbents win. And, 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 I'm, and, and I, I actually think it's really important that they don't because it's actually, I think, really unfair that your daughter buys something in Roblox and she doesn't get to take it somewhere else. I think it's actually really unfair that you buy yes. skin in Fortnite and you yep. can't bring it somewhere else. Imagine if you bought like a t shirt and you're only allowed to wear it in a certain room only. Right. It, it's like, it's like, so I, take the shirt off and go to the next yes. room, put another one on. Yeah. Totally. Right? So I think it, 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 this is why NFTs are so important because I, I want my saddleback leather backpack, you know, you, you know, to, right. To, right? And, and I want that yes. to be in all these different environments. Right. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's really unfair actually, if, uh, if it turns out this way. And that's why we're so passionate about what we're doing because um, NFTs represent ownership of digital assets outside of any one kind of metaverse or, or environment. And mm-hmm. I think in the future it's going to be really important. Um, yeah. yeah like, 
I'm sure your daughter's spent like a ton of like she's probably got a ton of stuff she loves in in Roblox, mm -hmm. but like can't take it anywhere else. Is that is that a true like fair assumption? A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I so <clears throat> the most anxiety I've ever seen her experience is when somebody reported her in the Roblox whatever world and she thought she was going to lose her account. Like I'm talking legit tears. Like. I mean, that was going to be loss, like real loss. And so when you think of that, it, like the legitimate emotional response, yeah, I, I really, and, and so to that point, unless Meta buys a company that is already in the hearts and minds of the next generation, I don't think they make the leap. Like, and, and I, I mean, everybody loves to tease, uh, facebook about being facebook um and the fact that you know if you're like nobody nobody under nobody under probably 40 is really spending a lot of time on facebook and so you know and now granted <clears throat> instagram yeah okay so they they leveled down uh age-wise but now you know the next platforms whether it be TikTok or Snap, Snap seems to have kind of, you know, their days are, are their days of growth are behind them. And so you have TikTok and then TikTok will get unseated by something else unless, and unless TikTok can pivot into the, into the virtual space, which I don't think they're going to effectively do. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it's, it's... It, it, I think it will be an incumbent, my hope, or I think it, I think it will not be an incumbent, my hope is that it's going to end up being some sort of uh, distributed, uh, you know, blockchain-based open source uh, collective or something that today doesn't exist. Because I think there are a lot of, there are enough people like you and I who are like, mm, I don't know that I want Facebook to own or Meta to own my entire metaverse experience. And like, oh, yeah. you can't bring that into you can't bring that into the meta metaverse because we didn't authorize it or you can, but you have to pay us a tax to bring that in. Like that's when things will get really interesting. Yeah. I, uh, this has such been such a great conversation. And, uh, I think that, um, it's less about an incumbent winning or an incumbent losing. And it's way more about your daughter's story. Right. And, and your, your daughter, should be able to take all these things that she loves and take them elsewhere. Um, and also yep. more, and even more importantly, like not be at the discretion of someone else who says, no, I'm going to shut off your account, that type of thing. Right. So right. Um, I, I think, I think the work that we're doing is, is really important because we, when you have an NFT that represents a digital product or a digital asset, you get full ownership of it and no one can take that away from you. Right. And I think that's, right. um, that's what kind of what paves a better future. And, and that's why we're, we're so excited about it. Um, yeah. But Greg, I, I want to thank you. Like this has been, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. To, to, I'm really looking forward to looking back at this one day too. Um, and, and I hope this has been helpful for, for people that are listening. Um, and uh, Greg, I don't know if you have any kind of closing thoughts, but it's been just like really great having you on. Uh, I would say my only closing thought is that, uh, so my interest in in all of this is not about 
monetization today. Like I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm talking about this because the most important thing to me is being historically accurate and, and to be historically right. You know, the, to me being bullish on blockchain isn't to be like, Oh, we're going to create this great strategy and make all this money. No, it's, I, I think we're going to be historically right. And so when we look back, we're not going to go, Oh my gosh, did I actually say that? We're going to say, wow, can you believe what we talked about? And like, we were dreaming of these things that weren't even possible. And then they actually happened to me that that has so much more value than, than, you know, all the monetization strategies in the world. So, which is why, again, love working with you guys. Cause you, you see the bigger picture. You're, this isn't a, we're going to do this today. And next month we're going to do something else to make some money. You guys, you guys get it and you're, you're in it for the long haul. So I've, I've loved it. And yes, uh, can't wait for, uh, for part two where we uh, tackle some other fun and interesting topics. Uh, the next one will be in Vancouver. So we'll definitely have to have you up here. Yes. Um, maybe yes. after the, the saddlebags. <laughs> um, nice. Awesome. Well, Greg, thank you so much. And uh, really, really appreciate it having you on. Thank you.